dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Tuesday. Aren't you glad we got through Monday? I am. Still in the house, but everybody else is. My game got canceled yesterday. But that's okay. It was just a, a Roll20 uh, online game, and people just got busy. You know what I mean? That happens. I want to thank everybody who listens, by the way. I haven't done that in a while. Thank you, and I appreciate your support and your listenership. And if you want to tell somebody about this show, go right ahead. I'd always enjoy more ears listening. So, today, I want to talk about spells uh, D&D spells, other spells, conversions to other systems, things like that. And we'll talk about that after this. Okay. As I, as, as a lot of people, I've, I started role-playing with Dungeons & Dragons now, and other class-level role-playing systems, and I still play them. And I'm so used to being hard-coded on how you do spells there. If I want to go to another system, i got to kind of rethink it a little. See, the thing is, I'm going to Savage Worlds, and Savage Worlds has a powers section, which is basically what you do to build any supernatural stuff like superpowers or gadgets or, or, or priest and magic user spells, psionics, whatever. And it gives you a nice, decent, robust list of powers. And now, from my days of playing champions, I'm quite familiar with how to build stuff. And it's not so much build stuff as you just define it, and then you have a point cost. You know, you're not taking points to build the power or spell or whatever like in champions. You're just creating the power and then charging for it. And so there is a limited, a limited point, hero point, whatever, cost to it in the game. And you know how do you? How I was curious to see how people go about this. There's several ways you can go about this. If you're too hidebound, sometimes like me, you tend to look at the source. You tend to go to like, say, the first edition player's handbook or some any other edition player's handbook for D and D. And you look at the spell list there. And some of them can get quite long and comprehensive. And if you want to go through and try and build each individual spell using the Savage World's powers and effects and trappings and things like that, you're welcome to it. But to me, that's a lot of work. What I like to do, because, you know, if you if you get a Savage World setting, a lot of times they will have rules and for that setting that you can apply that makes it easier. And for instance, like 50 Fathoms. 50 Fathoms is magical piracy with with magic in it. You know, like Deadlands is the West with supernatural stuff. But, you know, pirates, they made it a little easier for you because all of the magic, except for this one tribe of natives called Red Men who do their own thing with magic, their own nefarious magic. Everybody else uses magic based on the four elements, fire, earth, air, and water, which makes it, it's a limitation that makes it a lot easier on the game master to figure out and the player 
because whatever you do, you figure it's going to be one of the four elements. You don't have to think about anything else. I mean, there are people who go back and look through the, like I said before, look through the D&D books and go, okay, that spell there. I don't mind doing that. I mean, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to get ridiculous about it. But if I have a setting that, that, limits it to that it makes it oh makes it a lot easier as i said and you have to kind of use your head and what i would do is because i've got a player in my in the monday game who really like everything he does has to do with magic every character he makes in fact he came out and he says i like magic systems i like i like the supernatural in in role-playing games. Okay, fine. I will help you. I will make sure that whatever I run has some kind of, at least tinged with magic. Even the goon has supernatural elements. That's the whole, that's half the, the charm of it right there. That's half the premise. So he's happy, but I want to sit down with him saying, okay, we come, we both come from this background, the class of level D&D type stuff. Now, what I want to do is not replicate the whole spell lists of priests, mages, illusionists, whatever. But I want to take those things like powers, and this goes for any system that lets you build stuff. I'm thinking of Fantasy Hero. Fantasy Hero is a bit of a nightmare on that. But what I'm saying is, think about your character. What will your character need to be an effective mage, in your opinion? A spell slinger whether it's a priest or a, a wizard or, or something in between. And we could sit down, okay, you know, there's there's a lot of stand there's quite a few standard D spells that they everybody wants, like fireball, magic fang uh, magic fingers, <laughs> a magic missile, shocking grasp, uh, you know, those kind of things that you know, they're just standard stuff in D and D, and just to make it easier, we just work because you can you can work those, you can work anything in that book to to make it sort of like that. So I will sit down with him and say, okay, so what do you want? Do you have? A, is this a general? Is this a general magic guy, or do you want to do a? You know, you want to do like one of the four elements. Like in 50 films, or do you want to do your own thing? Do you want to, if the, I'm, I'm assuming a general fantasy campaign world right now, my campaign world. And I said, well, do you want to specialize? Do you want to specialize in like cold based things and, or other things like that? Or do you want to specialize in time based things or maybe mind manipulation, whatever you want to do. So we will sit down and go, okay. Let's pick out. Let's start with. I think. I think uh, the arcane background magic gives him three what they call powers at the beginning, which is three spells. So okay, we're starting out, and which three spells do you want? Let's see. Arcane. Yeah, starting powers three, and he gets ten power points. All right. Let's let's build some spells. Just pick them out of the book, and we'll emulate emulate what you feel comfortable with, and we'll do it that way. As long as he's comfortable with it, and it fits into the campaign world. So I sit down with him, and we go. Okay. Or he can make some and just show them to me. Then we'll sit down and say, okay, why doesn't this work that way? I don't know if I like that. we got to rework it, things like that. That's the way it should be. I'm 
taking I'm taking a little bit more proactive approach in that this time because as a lazy as a lazy dungeon master I've I've been you know I've told you before of my weaknesses because I'm so lazy I just let them do whatever they want I shouldn't do that I should have a little more control over it a little more say in it so I'm going to do that and sit down and and do that with them. Do you want to break it down by elements? Do you want to break it down by this or that? The other one, do you want to not, there's certain spells you don't want. And then as the campaign goes on, I can add more spells. If I see which way he's going or whatever the mages are going in the game, if there's more than one, I will try and cater to that. I will try and say, okay, the priest of, the priest of Buddy, Buddy the Agriculture Mage, or Potatoes, the Agriculture Mage, okay, he would have this spell, uh, plant, gro- plant Growth, and I would, I would build it out of the powers in the Savage World book and say, okay, this is the way it works. I would even reference, as, as I said, I went, I've, you can go back to the, like, whatever edition D&D books and look at the spell list and see how they describe it. That's the thing. You don't want to be slavish to it. You don't want to do an ex- I don't think you should do an exact duplicate of it. I'm just saying that you should look at it and see how they word it, how they word, word the spell, and then you know, use that as a guideline. Use it as a guideline to build that spell. Believe me, building things like spells in Savage Worlds is going to be a lot easier than doing it in, say, Hero, like Fantasy Hero, or something like that. And if you've got another, if you got other, you know, role-playing games that do this, you know, just there. That's my example. Um, find out what the player wants find out what the also think about your campaign what do you want in the campaign there may be certain things you don't want in the campaign like certain spells and things like that easy enough to leave out so but you know it's it's a give and take it really is between the players and the game master so anyway go thou do likewise i gotta start my day all right so if you want to talk to me about this or anything else oldmangrognar at gmail.com or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized so as little as 99 cents a month. You too can help support this program and I would thank you. And I also want to thank my supporters Jonathan Dorje, Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Sorez, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Daniel Reynolds, Dan Gregg, Benjamin Brodell, Jason, John Allen Large. You guys are great. Thank you very much. Don't forget, there's a few podcasts I want to recommend, which is Dan Gregg's Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard podcast. And there's also Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albear and John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diary. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.